0: Hello and welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. My name is Jeremy and I'm here with my co-host and wife Rosie and today we are talking to Keith.
1: So Keith was our favourite musician in Miami and he got introduced to music at a very young age when his dad used to play guitar for him. He then later learned how to play the trumpet and later on in life also play the guitar so that he could sing and play at the same time he talked to us about his first band that he was ever in and then how he got an opportunity to record some of his music in a new studio that some friends were opening and then how a huge opportunity with ritz carlton kind of swayed his career and he ended up leaving his physics job and going full-time with music so in this conversation we talk about a whole lot of things including his process of writing songs his upcoming album terra nova we talk a lot about self-doubt and comparison to other people, mental health. This was such a deep conversation, and we really get to know the guy behind the guitar. Thoroughly enjoy this conversation, and we hope you do too.
0: Keith, welcome to the show. Thank you so
2: much, Jeremy. I'm actually really excited to talk today.
0: We were a big fan when we were still in Miami.
1: Oh, um, we still are big fans. <laughs> yeah, but we can't go see it. It's not the
0: same. <laughs> um we met you the first time I think it was in 2018 or 2019 back at the Winwood yard uh, where you were playing pretty much weekly every Friday at some point and that was our Friday ritual done with work got to winwood yard get a drink get food from one of the food trucks and enjoy some nice music from you and other yeah. artists as well. And yeah, we really, really enjoyed this place and enjoyed your music. We saw, we saw you at as well, and a few other places here and there at Vesa and uh-huh. a few places. Um, and yeah, I thought it would be really interesting to talk to you because I, myself and a lot of people, I think have this cliche of, you know, if you put aside the huge famous artists that everyone knows that it's really hard as a local musician to be a full-time musician to to actually live from your passion and I thought it'd be really interesting to share your experience because I think a lot of people probably think it's not really possible Mm -hmm. uh, and and, I, like, I know some people would love to do that. <laughs> I have yeah. two, two people in mind <laughs> that would love to do it. But I think they're being told that, you know, it's never going to happen or whatever. So I thought having you on the show would be great to, yeah, share yeah, the story.
2: it's funny. Um, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, yeah, first of all, the Woonery Yard was, like, I still miss that place every every month. I feel yeah. like we captured, I mean, they, they captured lighting in a bottle in that place. But also, I think, just because the atmosphere they created over there like kind of lent itself perfectly to what the atmosphere that we create musically um Mm. and i think it's it's like in moments when that happens that it's greater than the sum of the parts you know something happens and and it was so cool for us i mean it was um it was it was you know i remember when i got the call when they asked us because we when they asked us to play and have a series over there and like that was kind of one of the hottest places and, and you know, I was with my band at the time, like, man, we just got this call, like, yeah. you know, it's gonna, it's gonna pay well, like, we're gonna play every, you know, like, all this, st- and, and, and also, I love, and it made me realize that when you do something consistently, so it was actually the 1st Friday of every month, it wasn't every, it wasn't weekly, which oh, was yeah. probably good, because it's funny, I'm li- I'm like, I'm a weird musician, I'm not sure we'll get into this <laughs> later, but I'm like, you, you probably expect musicians to be, like, extremely extroverted, you know, where they, like, they live off of getting that attention. Yeah. I don't know if i'm really that way um mm. i love music i love creating music with my band i love recording music i love you know playing with them i love the live music like um we don't like our our live shows aren't like they're not planned out to the note right it's kind of we kind of leave some room for, for jamming um so it's always different every time i get to appreciate my, my fellow musicians but um but uh yeah so when we had at like the peaks of those shows, we'd have hundreds to like, you know, a thousand or more people out. Um, I would need a significant, like the next day I would be on the couch, you know, like I, oh, I would need yeah. to like recharge after that. Cause it took so like, and it was good. It was a good night. Like I was, I loved it. But at the same time, the next day it's almost like I had a hangover, yeah. um, which maybe I did have a hangover, you know? <laughs> but, uh,
0: <laughs> maybe you uh had, yeah.
2: yeah, but I'm glad it wasn't weekly. Cause I think if it was weekly, that would be like, I wouldn't be able to give, I think as much, you know, Monthly was perfect, and it was like the first Friday yes. of every month, but it was easy for people to remember. And uh, yeah, those nights were awesome. It was it was so cool. Um, mm. And I think, and I was happy because obviously they uh, they closed down, but it wasn't because they they failed. It was just I, I realized like they yeah. they were occupying land that had been bought years before um, by a development company that was going to build a condo on it, but they're were like, we're not going to use this land for this amount of time. And so they were like, "Oh, you might if we do a kind of a pop-up bar place for a few years," uh, and it was awesome. Um, and even though it left, I was kind of like happy because I, whenever something succeeds that well, you know that it's going to be emulated and copied. P- mm. People are going to mm. look at the business plan and and try to copy it. And I feel like I, I've already seen that in Miami. And before that, felt like the only place of its kind. Um, and now I see that that kind of atmosphere. Like, people are trying to create it in different yeah. places. Obviously, COVID has made it hard on venues. Um, but I think as we get out of this, uh, I think we'll still see echoes of the, of the Yard for the next, you know, yeah. decade or something. So, it's good for us because hopefully, you know, I've hopefully we just, we did something. It felt like we did something. And hopefully, you know, there's, yeah, like there's echoes that will still be felt and, and we'll be able to find other places like that. There was a yeah. really awesome venue that was just like it. Unfortunately, It you guys in town.
3: You
2: were special,
1: yeah. I have to say as well, I was so happy to find you because a lot of the music in Miami is Mm. either Latin, Mm -hmm. Spanish, salsery stuff, yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. or it's like techno, like dance. I don't even know the 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 lingo, yeah, EDM EDM stuff. When I'm much more of like a guy in a guitar jamming out like indie rock stuff, and I remember being at your gig sometimes being like brought to tears and be like I fucking love this it's this exactly what I need because <laughs>
2: oh, I didn't strange. find
1: that anywhere else in Miami
2: yeah we, and we that is the same my way. jam
1: and I felt like it was just mm. so incredible I remember like like you said that some of the musicians would just rock out for a bit mm-hmm. and I could feel I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about <laughs> it but I could feel it in my bones just being like oh my god they just love what they're doing yeah and the passion that you guys had and the music and the lyrics and it was just
2: it was
3: whole incredible
1: so thank you from me to you thank you so much for oh, like yeah. Making my Miami experience incredible because honestly I didn't find it anywhere else in Miami. Like I said, so it was uh-huh. it was really special.
2: Yeah, Miami's a strange place. Um, and also, we we noticed the exact same thing even when we just started playing. Like we'd be playing at a bar, and then you'd like see people walking by the front of the bar, like outside, and, and like they would like walk by and they'd be like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah. we don't. This isn't this music isn't here. And and yeah. it was kind of people told me early on like you should go to Nashville, you should go to New York, like you should go you know one of these places. And I, and I kind of like thought about it and I figured I would you know I would just be there's so many people that do kind of what I do in those places that like I could either be another one of the like similar flavors there or let's just try to do something different in Miami and it'll either work because it's different or it'll fail completely because there's nowhere in Miami that wants this music Mm -hmm. but um we found that it just seemed like we had this niche that like people seem to love and once the venues realized that the people loved it, then we were getting booked more and more. Um, but yeah, I, that means so much to me, Rosie, that you said that. Like, I, I, those nights, I, I don't know. For me, I, I've done a lot of thinking. Obviously, I think we all have while we've been on quarantine, but um, yeah. I've done a lot of thinking about music and especially what I want or like what is important to me. And I think it's, it's those moments of, I guess what I would want the most is healing. Um, and I don't know if that really counts for, like, goosebumps on a Friday night, but...
1: Uh, it definitely does, let me tell you. Yeah,
2: yeah I mean, yeah, and, you know...
3: Sometimes it made me feel like home,
1: it. and that is healing, because I was That's away from great. home, away from family and friends, away oh. from my culture and my... The music that I listen to on a regular basis, I was away from all of that, and I could go there on a Friday night and listen to you jamming out with your friends, and I felt like I was home. So that is healing in itself. That path.
2: is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, and so... And it's it's hard, because I'm up there on stage, and I have no real conception of, like, what everyone's feeling out there you know mm-hmm. um but i just hope that it's something like that you know like i hope that whatever it is that we're giving we're putting out that like every you know because every everything there's a let me see if i can say this right you know you put something out but everyone has their own lens right their own perception yeah. so you never really know what they're actually seeing what they're actually focusing on and yeah it's, it's every time i hear a story like that from someone that was there and that, that loved it it was it was like that's the reason i do this i, I actually realized that I've only I have like a you know a tiny sliver of like fame just in Miami you know I'm, I'm basically like we said like mostly local um, and I realize even from that sliver that that's actually like I don't want fame <laughs> like that's yeah. that's actually like the least favorite part of this whole this whole business because I don't know you know I'll just be like I I kind of like my doing my thing my anonymity or anonymity I knew I was gonna butcher that <laughs> word when I said. it.
0: And no, nine, but yeah, I, I see what you mean. There isn't enough. Like it, yeah. It's as long as you're providing something to people, joy, whatever the feeling is going to be. Uh, I don't think the size of the stadium mattered that much. Mm-hmm. If it's you know sixty thousand people or hundred people, mm-hmm. if these hundred people are loving it and happy, that's I think good. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I, I always that, say so that, I've that's the job. That's it. Yeah your night was a success
2: yeah and and for me and i'll always say this um i'm not uh uh i'm not the greatest businessman but um i'll always say this that like i've played to in areas where there's a lot of people but it's not a very intimate concert and so they're not very into it and then i played places where there's five people Mm. but they're really into it yeah i'll take the five people any day Mm. like um and and i'll always say as long as there's one person i can look up and i see there's one person that is out there that clearly they're in into the music and, and it means something to them. I had a good day, like mm. mm-hmm. when there's zero people and I'm doing something and and it just seems like it's not land' like this is not the the situation for me to thrive in or something I, I it's a bad day, you know but um so like I'll tell you a story for instance and and, and for me, the healing is very is like is central to what I do And I've, I've, tra- I've tried to actually write more for healing um, but anyway, uh so I was playing you know I was just the way to make it as a local musician is you have to kind of keep your calendar. Full, you know, and mm-hmm. it's it shakes out at least if you you know if you're lucky enough, <laughs> I guess I, I think I call it luck um, to be booked enough. I mean it shakes out to be pretty good dollar per hour as long as you can keep yourself busy. You're not like going weeks without shows. Um, but anyway, so I was playing this um kind of like this like like hotelish bar thing, right? And I was it was it was like a money gig for me. I wasn't yeah. you know I'll I'll always. At the end of the day, whenever I pick my guitar and I play, like I always try to like that's between me and my muse, and like basically I almost always play with my eyes closed, mm. <laughs> to the point where people think I'm blind because, <laughs> at, for me, like I I want to I, I don't know how to describe it like
0: you're in your zone, I guess. Yeah,
2: I, I actually like, I prefer to mute the visual input because that's just mm. that much less i have to focus on and like yeah. i and and then also allows me to like image like conjure images while i'm singing and stuff and for me it's um i consider myself an emotional singer like not quite as you know crazy good at like you see on you know the voice or american idol or something like that where you can do these crazy you know i don't know diva runs or something yeah. but I, I i like to try to convey a certain emotion um when i sing i think that's the most important part anyway i'm getting sidetracked but um so i was over at this hotel bar and uh i notice, and i'm playing these songs and i kind of like look in the back like you know semi corner and i see this woman and it looks like she's just not having a good day at all right she just looks really really down and and like i kind of note that i keep playing and i look back over at her and she's crying
3: mm.
2: and i I'm, obviously i don't know her i don't know what it was and i But I just like, you know, I'm just going to play all of like the songs that I consider would be like a audio like hug, you know, like lean on me, like, you know, just whatever I could think of that just felt comforting, like, Mm. because I don't know what she's going through. But all I could do is just try to give this comfort. That's all I could really do. And obviously, I wasn't sure if that would work or not, but I just tried. Probably wasn't what everyone else wanted to hear at the the bar, but you know, whatever. Um, And then after I was done, she came up to me uh, and she said, you know, I came down here because I realized I had to leave my husband. And, you know, we won't go into the details, whatever. But, And I was really, really sad. But, like, this music was the bomb that I needed. Like, wow, I, I feel better. And I, I feel like I'm ready to, like, go home and, and, like, do what I have to do. And she's and she's like, also, I, I started pottery. At, I don't know why, but I brought a pot down here, like, a little, you know, vase down here with me for no reason. And I realized, like, I need to give this to you. Wow. <laughs> and it was like it was it wasn't you know the most masterwork little piece of pottery i've ever seen but it for some somehow it just felt like one of those like a magical healing moment where you don't expect it um and that that little vase is like still on my like windowsill above my kitchen sink with a little like plant in it you know i can think (laughs) of her and like hope she's okay you know and i don't know and i realized like i remember that more than a lot of the shows that were like good shows you know where where i'm removed from everybody but but we put on the production and like we seem yeah, I don't know how to describe it, like we seem really cool, I guess, you know. Mm. And I think my going forward, I think it's this tension I, I find in myself between being a cool musician, you know, where I'm like, Oh, that that's really cool, and being like a a real person and a real like kind of healing musician. And uh I don't know, I, I think uh, maybe it's being a dad or something, you can't really be cool anymore once you're a dad, you know. Like <laughs> I heard someone say like there's nothing less cool than a cool dad. <laughs> which I totally agree with, right? Like, if, if, if you're still worried about being cool as a dad, then, like, you're not doing your job. Um, anyway, so I just want to, yeah, I want to, like, go forward with that stuff. Like, okay, I can, I can, I realize I can heal people. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't, you know, I can't fix broken bones or anything, but I can, there's something about this. I, and when I think about it too much, I get, I get weird because,
0: like, I don't know. Yeah, you it's know, hard I, to explain. Yeah. Uh, it but is hard to put words on it, but. Yeah. yeah, music in general and has this power, energy, whatever you yeah. name it. <laughs> uh, I've thought about it so much. Well, like it goes inside you, and and, yeah. and it makes you feel things, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. in this case, it was, I think, a warm feeling of mm-hmm. love and stuff like that. Yeah, you provided, I guess, <laughs> word, yeah, to, courage to, to her, but yeah. Um, no, so but it's, I, it's amazing also, I, I love the idea of these little pots because like you said, even if it's not a magical piece or whatever, yeah. I guess it'll always be a good reminder of why you're doing what you're doing, you know, I guess. Exactly. Like exactly if one day is. you are doubting whatever, you can look at it and it's going to remind you of this special day and, mm-hmm. and you know maybe give you the little push that you need to keep going.
2: Yeah. It reminds me of a story my mom always told me that she loved. It's pretty famous, you guys might know it, but it was like this old man was walking on this beach and on, stranded on the beach were thousands and thousands of starfish,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? And they must have, like, the tide receded and they were left up there and, and, you know, they're all in trouble. And he, like, bends down and, like, picks one up and, like, throws it back into the ocean, you know, and, and he gets another one and throws it back. And, like, there's, as far as the eye can see, there's starfish. And someone asked him, like, what are you doing? Like, you'll never make, a, like, a difference in all these starfish, and he like looks at him, and just picks up a starfish and throws it and said, I made a difference to that one.
3: Mm.
2: And I, I think that's kind of exactly how I feel. Like it's, I know that I, I made a difference to this person and that's all I know. Like, yeah, it's um,
0: not because you're going to, it's not because you're not going to change the entire world that you should give up. Right. Like, exactly. Helping yeah. one person funny. is good enough.
2: Yeah. Cause when, cause again, I, you know, I listened to your podcast with Katie, um, and that was kind of the theme of it as well, you know, because literally there's an ocean of problems. right? <laughs> and, and, and so it's easy to get discouraged. And she had this great kind of hope where like, well, you know, you have to just start somewhere and start doing it. right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really infectious, that kind of um, energy. But yeah, mm-hmm. so it was just good to me. It's, it's, it's like a proof to me, that, okay, there is something here. And this is what I want to talk about when you're saying um, music is just kind of something powerful about it. I think about that all the time, way too much. Often <laughs> when I'm feeling... You know when i'm having like a bad kind of emotional day or something i think like what am i doing like i'm just making noise you know like there's people out there that are building houses like feeding people like he like you know treating people like my my wife is a pediatric physical therapist she's helping she's helping kids walk like i'm like you guys are doing real things like mm. tangible things that are helping the world like i'm just kind of making you know when i feel bad about it that's how i feel but then i, I go back and i remember like For whatever it's worth music has been with us part of our human story from the very beginning right Mm -hmm. as soon as we like hit a stone on a rock like twice and it made a rhythm Mm -hmm. something happened and um i don't know what it is it's really weird it's a really weird thing when you think about it i mean as a physicist you know it's just vibrations and frequency entering our ears that are being interpreted in something you know Uh, so but then i always go back to it for whatever reason music is a powerful agent of healing emotion um whatever it wants to be and so you know obviously people remind me all the time that it's important but it's important for me to like remind myself that you know when I feel that way but uh I'm so yeah I, I will take every story that anyone says that they were <laughs> moved or affected by the music because it's exactly why I do it so it's awesome yeah. like I'm I'm really happy that and I was really happy that the yard let us do that and and I love like there were little kids dancing in the front you know and they would come yeah. up to me when I was setting up and like they get all nervous and they say hi and I get to like say hi to them, let them like dance on stage for a little bit. And like, I don't know, for me, it's like the, it's the human moments that are created by music. That was, has been my favorite part. And so mm. I guess, you know, I'm sure you have questions and we can get into that more. Um, <laughs> I probably had a question that you asked that I totally <laughs> dodged or deflected already, but I'll try to stay on track. I've had a little too much coffee. So I'm going we'll to be back on stay. track. Yeah, let's get back on track.
0: Let's, let's go back uh, a few Decades ago, okay, when you were younger, mm-hmm. actually, when did you start connecting with music Where is, mm. where is it coming from? Good question.
2: okay. Um, definitely my dad um, and he he'll, he'll say he's not a great musician. Um, so you know, my mom and my dad were hippies, uh, and my dad was the kind of guy where he, he played guitar, but he really just learned that one song good enough to impress like a girl or something. <laughs> So he, so you know, he was trying to court my mom, and he played that song, uh, and then like the next week she bought him a guitar and like gave it to him, and oh. he's like, oh no, <laughs> like I don't. Uh, now I've got to actually learn. I need to yeah. learn another one. <laughs> and that guitar is it's it's a great guitar. It's still on like a rocking chair in their house to this day, and I play oh. it every time I go over. But um, but I just remember I don't even know how old I, I you know, it's one of those memories that seem it's got to be one of the first ones, you know. Mm. Um, and I just remember, he was kind of he kind of had like a cowboyish kind of a, you know, I don't know, grit to his singing or something. But he would play like Willie Nelson and Gordon Lightfoot, and he would just sing to, and it was like the most beautiful thing I ever heard. You know, like I guess it's probably also just gets caught up in thinking that your your dad or your you know your parents are these amazing beings. Yeah. Um, but it was just I I I still remember. I still remember like sitting you know in this like little beige rug. You know these little impression memories that you get yeah. from kids, or from when you were a kid, um, and I think that's like the beginning of like sh- it showed me how amazing it could be and feel. He would sing "Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys." If you haven't heard that song, that's a good song by Willie Nelson. Anyway, um, so that was like deep before I even knew what music was. Right, I, yeah. I listened to my dad sing, um, and my mom would play piano. She was she was great. She used to when she was you know in her twenties, she was a she would. She was a ski instructor, and she would play piano at the bar at night for tips. So uh, so they're kind of both musical, I guess, on both of their sides. But anyway, so to push it along, I had piano lessons when I was a really young kid, but it didn't work. I had a really strict teacher, um, you know, who, who would, like, I'd go in and be like, did you practice your lessons this week? And I'd be like, no, I didn't, sorry. And, and, you know, I'd feel this, like, shame, you know, embarrassment yeah. that I didn't do my, my music. Like, it's something I should do, you know? um but it probably i probably you know learned some about music even though i wasn't a good student i'll say he wasn't a good teacher you know yeah um and then but then after that it wasn't really until middle school uh and i just, I just got in the band you know I, I i left my uh my cool kid group who was like the basketball players and i was like i'm gonna try out this band thing and they're like dude you're not gonna be cool if you, if you, if you go in a band and i'm like i'm just gonna try it <laughs> you know so i played trumpet because uh, my dad played trumpet as well in, in band and, and uh, so I kind of went it was it was through school it was kind of playing trumpet in middle school and then I got into high school and then I I wanted to do something cooler you know I guess <laughs> um, then marching band or whatever and, and yeah. I was like what can I What what's a cool band I can play in with a trumpet and then that's when we realized that ska music like I don't know if you guys know ska I bet you yeah. I think ska is pretty big in France
3: yeah
2: yeah um and so we're like, oh, ska music has a lot of trumpets, and that's cool, and that's, like, energetic. That's kind of like, you know, I was younger, and I wanted to, like, jump around. And, uh, so we made a ska band, and it was really fun. Um, playing, mm-hmm. playing trumpet in it, um, you know, we play a lot of shows. Uh, not, like, you know, not big time, but just our friends, you know, the, the school knows and our friends, and it was really fun. Uh, and then our singer suddenly, I never sang, our, our singer suddenly had to move away. Um, and we had shows still, like, you know, in the next Mind few them. weeks on the calendar. I'm like what are we gonna do like you don't have a singer anymore and i'm like uh i guess I'll, i could try singing let's try it at a practice you know um and i started i, I i'm pretty sure i was pretty bad when i started um also it's kind of hard to like go from playing trumpet to singing and back Boy, to playing yeah. trumpet um, yeah. um but it, you know seemed to work and and i got better and people liked it and then uh and then uh I guess I I got more into singing and like writing, and that's when I realized when I went from high school to college, I'm like, wait, I need something, I need to play something that I can keep playing while singing that doesn't require like a mouth to to work. So that's when I picked up guitar uh, when I went to college. I wanted, to, you know, it's probably a, a good call because yeah. it's a little less annoying being the guy that's playing guitar in his room than the guy's practicing <laughs> trumpet at yeah, probably, 11 yeah. p.m. or something. <laughs> um yeah but then that's so i only i only people like ask me like oh man you must have played guitar since you were a kid i'm like no nah, i just picked it up when i, when I went to college mm-hmm. uh i had musical knowledge you know otherwise but um still you know i haven't played guitar too long you know not yeah. one of those virtuosos yeah. i've been playing since they were four or something mm-hmm. um but yeah that's and then i started writing my own music and uh i don't know you know i had like kind of a another band in, in between there that was with my friends. It was kind of cool because we all we probably shouldn't have been in the band together. We all had different, like, styles. Like, mm-hmm. I was like the folk style, like, with the acoustic guitar guitarist singing, and then, like, the guitarist was, like, more, like, into hip-hop and rap. <laughs> uh, and then our bassist was into, like, reggae, and, like, our drummer was into, like, jam music. So it was, like, we probably shouldn't have been in the band, but because of that, it was actually really fun because it was yeah. all these different kind of things would happen. You know, the yeah. way those genres of collide with each other. Uh but then after that, and I think it was just getting a little older, I realized that like I don't want to jump around like I did in the ska band back when <laughs> I was in high school. Like I actually like I want to sit down on a stool and like sing a real song and and try to reach people, you know, more than just a really high intensity show or something. Um and I guess I've been on that journey now for for good 10 years mm-hmm. s- slowing down every year you know <laughs> um but uh but yeah and then that's when i started writing my own folk songs and mm-hmm. like a different thing and and obviously i'm sure you guys it kind of swept the, i feel like the indie folk fever swept the world like you know with mumford and sons and all those people yeah. like however many years ago um and so I, I think it was i was kind of in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. as well you know people wanted that music uh mm-hmm. so it just kind of happened But then, just to just to finish the story, so I was working at the, you know, I I majored in physics, and I was working at the uh, this carbon dating place. It was was pretty cool. Um, It was like I was running a particle accelerator like by myself. They would like I was in my own building, and they'd be like, "All right, you're good, okay," and they like leave, and I'm like, "You're just leaving me in charge of this like (laughs) giant room-sized machine that like what if I press the wrong button and it explodes?" You know, like what? Um, But anyway, so I was working there, but and so I kind of like made the choice to keep music as a hobby. Hmm. What you're talking about, right? Like maybe it's kind of scary to get into the world of music all the way Let me keep you know this job. It's a real job. Exactly the real <laughs> job um, But then I just met these these two guys these uh, You know their names are Sean and Adam um, They were just starting out a recording studio right when I was kind of I had just written some songs, you know And so we were kind of both new um, And they just told me like one day we we're hanging out and I'm like, yeah, I write songs and they're like, oh they've like, got a guitar out and I played a few for them and they're just like, we're looking for an artist to record just to start recording something, we're just a brand new studio, like, we're, you know, we're just trying to get better at being a studio basically, right? And so it was kind of the perfect perfect combination. Um, so there's a long time where I'd work the days at the job and then I'd go over there at night and we'd record at night mm-hmm. and then, and I was really tired during those days, but we recorded like a five track EP, that was a Maps and Plans. And, um, from then on, like, you know, the, one of the guys played keyboard, the other guy played guitar, the guitarist that you guys saw at the yard. Um, mm-hmm. who's, he's awesome. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah.
2: Anyway, and that became, you know, we had the three of us. Oh, and then the last part of the story was, um, I feel like in a lot of these stories, there's that one jump moment where like, someone asks you to do something that you feel like is beyond what you can do, but you just fake it, and then yeah. you yeah. hope yeah. that you're able to provide <laughs> it. So I got a call, like, I played some open mics around town or something. I got a call from someone saying, hey. The Ritz Carlton on South Beach, like, y- you play music, right? Like, I'm like, yeah. And they're like, all right, cool. They want a, they want a full band for four hours of music, uh, like, in a month. Can you do that? And I'm like, without missing a beat? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. We'll be there. And, like, I hang up the phone. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I need a band. <laughs> so we had, like, me and, like, these two other friends, but, the, like, we, we need a drummer. We need a bassist. I need four hours of music. I, I To that point, I'd only ever played, like, four songs set like 20 minutes so I need to teach a band four hours of music in a month and I need to get a band and I, I was that was that moment where I was like all right we just got to make it happen I have a month to make this happen and uh I did and I'm proud I'm proud of myself for being brave enough to you know to lie on the phone <laughs> and say that I was ready uh but um I worked really hard that month and we, we got you know we called our guys and we lined some players up and and then we got and that was like the first kind of weekly series i had that and i realized that i made the same amount of money like playing a show on the weekend so i like i and i'd kind of cut down to like part-time at this job i realized i made the same amount of money playing like a show or two on the weekend that i did monday to friday like Mm -hmm. and i looked at both and i was like man i i you know it's it's funny because it's when you say like you're running a particle accelerator doing carbon dating, like it sounds really awesome, um, but like any job, it's once you get used to it, it's just yeah, usually the it same boring. thing day in day out. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, like whether or not there's a huge particle accelerator in the next room, you're looking at a screen and you're touching things, making sure it's all good. It wasn't it wasn't really riveting stuff. Um, it was fun to think about the physics involved, but uh, yeah, I just I just realized I enjoyed this so much more, and it was I had more time to myself, and I figured why not go with like so it was almost this it's kind of unfair because i think people probably think that i like had this amazing resolve and i made it all happen but like it almost to me felt like it happened to me i don't know how to describe it like i met these guys and they it was just all this i think it was just you know right place right time and and kind of like i wasn't even like trying you know i was almost decided to not do it I'd be the guy that, like, plays around the fire every now and then or something. And then just these little dominoes fell into place almost out of nowhere. Like, I, you know, I met those guys in the studio just kind of through a friend. Uh, and then the person that called me for the Ritz. And, and I started, like, having these weekly gigs that I was being able to pay my band. And then we started playing more and more. I got to become, like, a really well-practiced machine. And I don't know. Just every, and it was just a matter of saying yes to things, you know, over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you... I understand what you mean, but I don't agree with you in the sense of it just happened to you because opportunities came to you, Mm -hmm. but you could have said no to everything. Right. You know, you could have, when you, when you go this phone call, you could have Mm say, no, I don't have a band, sorry, get someone else. And that was the end of the story. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's being, it's
2: being like, uh, poised to, to say yes to whatever happens. It's true. It's a little bit of both. At least I was, yeah, like I'm, I'm proud of myself for, for having been brave enough. You know, yeah. to even when it felt too scary uh, to just go for it, and now, now it's like very comfortable. You know, now it's I guess I've been around enough that I'm a pro, so you know, <laughs> quote unquote or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's fun to remember those days. Um, but yeah, um, I think I think that was the whole story of me as a musician, and I'm sure I was like 40 minutes or something.
0: But. So many <laughs> questions. All, All right. right, let's let's so hear. Them. Let's <laughs> hear. Them. The, the, so I'm I'm gonna try to go back into everything you said. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Something that's that super interesting you, you mentioned is this teacher, the piano mm-hmm. teacher, mm-hmm. that was not really... You didn't connect with him, let's say. I'm going to yeah. say it was bad or whatever. Um, <laughs> no, no, I think that's super interesting. I hope you interesting. Hear this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that's super interesting in a sense that I think this is probably happening to a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, in music, in sports, in mm-hmm. many things like that. And the, the kid has this passion for whatever it is. And you have the teacher, the, the parents, the coach, the whatever it is, the, the friend pushing too hard or, uh-huh. or making it like you should do this rather than I just want to have fun with it and probably discouraging a shit ton of kids around uh-huh. the world. And they probably give up and never touch a guitar, a piano, a ball, or whatever it is ever again, because this guy literally
1: killed their made joy them
0: hate yeah yeah um and it's great that even if that happened to you you i, I guess the love for music was bigger than yeah. that and you you managed to go back into it
2: yeah it's funny like it's it. i don't know i think i had that so i had that love experience like with my dad singing first that like made me see what it could be yeah mm. so i think that's maybe that's what got me like like i'm like well this isn't what i saw before like you know so i i'm really grateful to him he'll he'll always say like i'm way beyond him as a musician like he you know he doesn't have any credit to take for this but he really does because um but um it's really funny you say that so i think about that a lot now too especially having kids i don't want to be you know i want i don't want to be the parent that forces them to do what i like right you know you, you always hear that story like yeah. you're gonna do this because <laughs> i i couldn't do it and so you're gonna do it you know but um and i thought about with a kid with anything like what is important and so I actually teach some you know I teach some guitar and stuff like that just because I like to I actually realize I really like teaching um but so whenever I have a student or whenever I try to and I want my my kids to love music I want them to love soccer like you talk you know I, I think the first step is just cultivate that joy first like if you have the joy if, if you actually if it's actually a positive experience every time you sit down with your instrument or whatever it is you're gonna sit down with it the next day, and the next day, and the next day. If it's, it should never feel like a should thing. It should always feel like a, a celebration that I get to do this. For me, um, when I started playing guitar, it was therapy. I I would go throughout my day in college or whatever. I'd get home, go to my like you know go to my room or whatever. I was commuting at the time, and uh, I would just pick up my guitar for probably two or three hours. I, almost like like head on the guitar. Just it was almost like. Kind of just smoothing out the whole day. I don't know how to describe it. I, I would have all these kind of stress, little internal stresses or emotions or something, and I would just start playing, and I just loved hearing it. And after I was done, like two or three hours later, I just felt so still and peaceful. I guess it was a sort little of kind, of meditation, you know, it was, I guess. Yeah, it was, yeah I, it was. I think now looking back, it was very meditative, and I and I would just be ready to go to sleep. You know, I just felt in a great spot, and I would just you know put my head on the pillow, maybe read a little bit. Um, so yeah, I want to. So now when I want to talk to my kids. I, I try to just only focus on how can we make them just love it, because mm. if if you want someone to be good at something, just make them love it, and they'll do it all the time, right? Mm. Uh, and so when I when I teach guitar, I always like try to take that, try to not be my teacher, and I always try to tell them like, you know, I try I start with like what I do is I start with songs they love, because there's something you can learn from every song. Yeah. So I'm like, what's a song you love? It's a way for me to connect to them, and and like when they start learning, learning how to play that song or something, they just start getting so excited, you know. And, and I don't know, you're right, it's, there's probably so many people out there, and I think that there's a, with experience comes, you know, you can get jaded, you can get a, you can lose your love for the thing that you used to love. And if you're in a spot where you're teaching somebody from that state, you'll take their joy as well, so it's really important to try to remember the joy you feel mm. anyway yeah i think you're, you're totally right about that and it's probably happening all over the world and, and i think it's it's really important that whenever we realize that we're in a position of kind of mentorship or teaching is, is to really just focus less on the strict details and more just make sure that they really enjoy it first and then everything else will come i think yeah yeah mm. all right next question let's
3: do so this I have rapid a question. fire
1: <laughs> <laughs> like how did it how did you start writing songs and then also how did it feel to perform that in front of somebody because mm. i feel like writing a song is such a personal experience mm. because it comes from you right it comes from your experiences from your memories from your thoughts from your whatever it is wherever it comes from it comes from you how did it feel to share like well two questions how did how did you find writing your first songs but then also how did it feel to actually perform those for mm. somebody else
0: yeah mm.
2: yeah <laughs> good questions uh the first question how ha- How did I write my first songs? The answer is badly. Um, (laughs) They were, I thought they were great at the time. Then I listened back to them now. I'm like, wow, man. (laughs) But you know.
1: That's the same with anything though. I think everybody starts from wherever they start from and you always progress. So I think that's, everybody can relate to that.
2: Do you guys know the, um, this is probably too soon to be busting this out in our conversation, but do you guys know, I think it's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. You ever heard of that? You might've seen this graph. It's with any kind of discipline as you get better at it. So here, I'll draw it for you, this is the graph. As you start, right in the beginning, when you start to know how to do it, you feel like it's like a graph of your confidence uh-huh. in this thing over time. You feel like, wow, I can do this, this is amazing. Like, I'm so good at this, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't know how much you don't know. Yeah. And then as you start realizing, like you see someone that's really, really good at it or something, you start to realize how little you know. And so your confidence plummets, right? Uh-huh. And, and you're like, wow, like I, I thought I was good, but there's so much farther to go. And that's called the Valley of Despair, right? And then the way that usually works, the road to mastery is you kind of got to go through that with a low confidence and kind of a lot of humility, but keep working at it and eventually you will reach, you know, and your confidence returns as you reach those levels of of these people that you saw that were masters. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, you know, I kind of feel like, and I guess you never really know where you are in that graph, but I kind of feel like I've done a lot of my time in that Valley and I'm like starting to like accept myself a lot more and like kind of, know what i provide and 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 i'm getting i feel like it's getting better every every day or whatever but uh that wasn't the question you asked anyway but um so in the beginning i thought i was amazing right that's the whole point like i thought i was just so good and i was having so much fun doing it um and let me see when i first started playing songs in front of people so the first songs i wrote weren't actually that personal um i don't know i think i wanted i think i wanted to just make it so epic you know i wanted to like conjure all these crazy images of like Traveling the galaxy or like whatever, slaying dragons for love or something, um, just to make it sound good uh, and it wasn't until later, like many years after that when I started recording those writing the songs for the albums that we ended up recording that I realized that I think a lot of like writers do this too that it's better to write from personal experience at least that's real, so yeah. someone could connect to something real, whether or not they understand it, you know it takes again its perception but mm. So I was like, let me try writing about things I'm actually thinking about, and things that are actually, I'm struggling with. And, and you're right, I, I, that was much better, much more effective. Um, and now I'm only just starting to go back to writing in a, in a narrative sense. Now, I, I think I've done that for a while, and now I kinda like the idea of, of writing stories now that aren't necessarily me. Um, but hopefully, hopefully I've learned a thing or two since the, <laughs> the first ones. But I'll, I'll share one really awesome memory. Um, so this had to be one of the first times I played my original songs for anybody. There was this like open mic thing at, at the bar on campus or something. And I kind of went there and I had this song that wasn't like, it was kind of a, a bit of a sad song. Uh, but it had like, a, it was like a folk drummy song, but it was kind of about the war that we were in, you know, the Afghanistan war or something. and Just, it wasn't what you would probably hear at a bar when you go, right? <laughs> and so I wasn't sure it would work out. And I did my thing where I get up there, it was like a stool, I was by myself. I started playing, closed my eyes as I always do. Um, there was no like no one there when I started playing. This one song. It was only like three or four minutes long, and I I played this song. I I, and I was you know I was enjoying it. I was really into it, and then like I do the <laughs> I had my eyes closed the entire time. I played the last chord, and I expected like you know the chord kind of decays and then there's silence after. And I open my eyes and I'm like all right, that's fine. But instead, I play this last chord and like before I of my eyes. I just start hearing like crazy amount of applause. Wow like I remember like the, the the shock and the chills I got like right when I heard and I opened my eyes like as it was happening and I saw there were like a good amount of people in front of me suddenly and I was just I didn't know they were there <laughs> <laughs> and that was like a really really validating moment right it was kind of a, a personal like a kind of a, not even just like a happy song it was like a, a real song that was something I was struggling with and um to be validated like that was awesome especially early on um it still probably remains like one of my top five or 10 performing like memories. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, and just to finish um, being validated in that way for a personal song is like that the, the sense of being seen that you feel, the sense of, of respect that you feel is, is incredible. And I realized that's much better for something that's real that I wrote about myself rather than like some story I wrote. They liked the song because it was a good song. Like, this is something different here. This is something, like, they, they're going to walk away, like, thinking about something. And I connected to them. Anyway, um, but, yeah, that's how I started. I started badly, and then I, and then I kind of worked through, started off, like, with bad stories. Then I worked into more personal stuff. And now I'm slowly starting to work back into stories because a lot of my favorite writers actually still do narrative kind of writing. So it's fun. It's fun to just do different things.
1: Do you do any other type of writing in terms of poetry or stories or kids books, um, even though you've got kids, like, have you ever thought oh, about man. doing different um, So my stories?
2: wife and I have always wanted to do a kids book, um, she actually, she's like a creative writer, she's a, a, like, writes poetry in this very, like, unique, her own style, and I always tell her, like, I, I love it, um, and we have, like, another friend who's a great illustrator who could be, like, I'm like, we should just do, make, like, one of these things, you know, and, um, but actually it's funny you mentioned that, the next album I think I'm gonna make is kind of a, a kids-themed album, not, like, kids music, uh, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna call it Family Tree mm. and I think I'm gonna have like a subtext of it like an album for children, but also for like the child and every adult kind of thing. It's, it's not like, it's not like a It's not like plink plunk like kids music like yeah. You, yeah, yeah. annoying kids music. It's like I just want to make beautiful, but like kind of a, a, like a try so and this is still like all in my head, like working yeah. trot. But
1: I love that we're getting an exclusive here. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah this might actually never actually happen. You know, we'll That's see. Fine. There's a lot. There's a long journey between in my head to being recorded. But yeah. Um, and I have like three albums that I could make that are written, but I, I think this is the one I want to make. But um, and I, I worked out that it, like it kind of I can organize them to follow like the course of the day, right? Mm-hmm. So like when you wake up and like I don't know, and like I wrote songs for my kids, like you know. That are their names, and then other just just chi- children like just the the relationship between parent and child, and like and also this was written during COVID quarantine, so like I was writing a, and I wanted to be very natural world based, so I was writing about songs about the trees in our yard, the different kinds of trees, giving them personalities. I thought that'd be really fun to like my kids to like kind of have like this more of a a real personal relationship with trees in our yard and then i wrote like you know a moon song like a sun song kind of like a very natural Mm. kids themed album i don't know how to describe it that's why i wanted to call it family tree because i thought it'd be a nice little way to to do it but um yeah i I think uh and that's kind of it comes back to what i was saying about how like there's this tension between being a cool musician and being a real musician uh and i and i i think that i see some of my friends who are who are cool musicians and i'm like man i kind of want to like (laughs) <laughs> I kind of want to be that cool, but at the same time, I'm like, it's it's not me. I realize as well, like, I think um, I tell people I'm not, I'm not the craziest virtuoso guitarist you'll ever see. And I'm not the craziest, amazing, you know, highest note ever singer you can ever hear. But I think we found that, and it's hard because what I provide is very intangible. You know, I have these musicians with me that are amazing on their instruments. I'm like why are they playing with me? Like what? <laughs> like, but I guess I I have to believe in this intangible thing that I can kind of the emotional package that I can deliver to people. So I call myself like a people's musician, not really a musician's musician. Like uh more I'm like I'm more to reach people not like just impress them with how amazing, you know, I can yeah. play mm-hmm. the notes
1: like technical um, skills and Yeah. Yeah. I hire
2: people to do that for me, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think one of the most no, silly, important things that I I don't know, like a phrase or whatever, is that you being you is your superpower. Mm. So yes, you might not be able to reach the highest note and, you know,
0: mm-hmm. possible
1: or do these, whatever it is that you other people do. But wh- what you do is what you do and that's incredible and that's more than enough. So yeah, you I need heard to of... not... Com- as the same with everybody. I think everybody tries to... Well, everybody does compare and it's so hard not to, to be like, oh, why can't I do that thing that that person can do? Or why can't I yeah. be as big as that thing or you know, do that thing that whatever it is. But what you're doing is already incredible. Yeah, like it's already I, amazing. You don't need to compare yourself to anybody else. And I'm talking to every, all the listeners yeah, as well. Yeah, this is the, the, everybody the global, you, you know, yeah, everybody global you. Yeah, global you. What you're doing is incredible. And you don't need to compare yourself to anybody else. And, yeah.
2: You remind me of two quotes that I love actually saying that. Um, the first one is, is very famous. Comparison is a thief of joy,
3: right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, and also the other one I think of, it's like, I guess I have these mantras I repeat to myself uh don't compare yourself to others only compare yourself to your former self yeah right mm. we all we all kind of tread a different path and as long as you can compare favorably to your former self you're doing something you're growing you're doing something well and then the other one i love is what you're talking about is let me see if i can get this right by paraphrasing it how quiet the forest would be if only the best birds sang. Mm. right which is kind of a like sing your song like even yeah. if it's not the best song it's a song like and yeah. it's it's beautiful in its own way even if it's imperfect if, if it's imperfect it's still beautiful right yeah. so i love that because like often i definitely even even having had like a i don't know it's, it's i don't like using the word successful because it's that's all personal anyway like uh but like having had a, a nice kind of you know run um with music and being and getting affirmation in every corner I, I i turn to i still always have those thoughts where i see someone else play something I'm like man like I can't do that you know and I, and I, I get down but I, and I remind myself like you have your own song and some there's some things that that person will do that will reach people that you won't be able to reach and there's some things that you'll do that will reach people they can't reach and so yeah, yeah it's it's really an important uh, lesson for everybody no matter what you do it's just you know yeah like you said it better than me but yeah whatever you do is beautiful and, and, it's, and it's really valued.
1: But can I also say it's really I love that you're talking about this because from outsiders looking at you it's like oh my god he's incredible he can get on stage <laughs> and perform right. and like he's got all these listens on spotify and oh my god he must be so confident and yeah you know all these things you look at the people and you think they must have it all figured out yeah so actually talking about it and saying well no i sometimes do feel like this i think that's so important and so powerful as well so thank you so much for showing up yeah. and being honest about it as well with us
2: i appreciate that because that's again it that goes back to the cool and real tension right Cause yeah. you, you, you want to be the cool musician where you, you put off that you have it all figured out but um I think the way, you know, if there's one thing that the human brain is, it's flexible, right? And it's, um, uh, there's a word that I want, but I can't think of it. But uh, it's just adaptable, right? It constantly adapts to your current situation. Kind of like, you know, how, have you ever heard the thing where there's like a certain amount of, if your basic needs are met, um, even if you're a millionaire or, you know, whatever, mega billionaire or something, your overall happiness kind of is, stays about the same, as long as you know like, that you're safe. Um, and it's because I think we're, we're adaptable beings. And so I think that works both ways, right? So uh, if things are going bad, we adapt. But if things are going good, we adapt anyway. Where mm. like, we get used to where you are and you still find a way to feel like something's missing. You, like a lot of celebrities say these same mm-hmm. things, right? Like they, we think that they have it all figured out. They're like I'm still struggling really. Or you only like hear about it like years after, like how much yeah. they're struggling, right? Um, and it's actually, I kind of like that we're talking about this too, because <laughs> this is a good segue, uh, the album that, so we're going to release an album very soon. Uh, I'm, I've been teasing it. It's been set back every way imaginable, um, kids, <laughs> pandemic, yeah. ACL tear, whatever it is. Um, but it's, it's ready and it's coming out by the end of the year, definitely. And I really made a concerted effort to, to dig into the real things in this album. And I, and I, it's, um, and I really want to talk about mental health, you know, and I, I don't think I like, I think I have some mental health struggles. I know that it's not as bad as others, right? Like I, I don't want to say that I don't want to be that person that says, claims my issues are as much as anyone else's, but, um, but I think it's important to talk about it. Like you said, right? Like the, if we sweep it away, like under the rug, then the, everything will only get worse. And I, and I feel, I feel like that's happening in our world at large, it's being a little more recognized and I kind of feel a, a sadness for everyone that had these kind of invisible struggles before they're able to be recognized, you know, like in the countless centuries before this, but, um, but yeah, this, this next album, I have a few songs that are, that are way more personal and like way more like real and like, like you said, uh, these songs are harder to perform in front of people because it's, it cuts deep. And I think, um, a lesson I've learned as a musician is write what's real. But when you're writing what's real, you're in your room by yourself and you can write these words that really, you know, that are cutting and real. But then you owe it to yourself. To Then the bravery comes in and you stand and there's, you know, you're at a show and there's however many people out there and you have to be brave enough to perform that. First of all, to perform it at all, right? Like it's so, especially in Miami. I mean, Miami is such a fast-paced city that it's like kind of a bit of a, A gamble to do anything else right Um, but again I I try to be the alternative to what's happening Um, but yeah it's having the bravery to to perform this and to be real about it and like you know kind of removing that like you said that exterior that like I have everything figured out and
0: and it's like getting naked in front of people I feel in a sense I mean it I don't know but it's, exactly yeah it's one thing being naked in your room by yourself but then mm-hmm. going on stage and being like this is me like no but yeah, like, you, yeah you, you're writing now like, this is me this is how i feel this is how i felt this is mm-hmm. who i am uh, and and i think you're and, right yeah, think, it's, you're gonna be judged you're gonna be whatever yeah. and it's like you you don't know what's gonna happen right and, <laughs> and the people that are looking so for
2: a weakness funny. will be like oh well he's okay yeah and i'll like dismiss it because i'm not as cool or composed as but then there's also people that I think really need to hear it right and so like I said my my main goal I realized as I thought about this through these like last two years my main if I can do anything with music it would be heal people and I think uh so I was kind of really down that this album got like pushed back because I when right when the first kind of quarantine happened I really felt like my album needed to be out for mm-hmm. these people right, right now, now it was right it was a yeah. mental health like this album's about mental health it's about it's, I, I actually I would love to talk about this with you guys because I probably need to practice talking about all this stuff as we release it anyway. But the album's gonna be called Terra Nova, um, you know, which is New World in Latin. Uh, and it was, it just kind of felt um, like it needed to be out when that first quarantine happened because that's when people were having their mental health crises, and yeah. I wanted to be there. Like I wanted to be that hug, like for that woman, right? Like I, I that's that's my job. Like that's like what I feel like my calling is. Um, and I didn't get to release it just because, you know, we were also hampered by it. But, um, but now, uh, I think it's really interesting because obviously knock on wood, hopefully we're coming out of this thing, but, um, uh, we're opening into a new world. Like this has changed things, you know, we'll, we'll still be figuring out there'll be history books figuring out what it's changed like years from now right but we know that it's changed things um there's certain things that aren't going back to the way we, they we were before uh and i think it's up to us you know everyone to um think about what kind of new world we want to enter because it seems like some, this was a, a major you know uh She's... catalyst event right um uh, and and so this song the, the title track terra nova is kind of about it's kind of a it's kind of a song about like getting on a boat and leaving to this other land. That's like where and I kind of talk about like, you know, we're just you're known, you're loved, like there's enough for everybody, like you're seen, like just all the the things that I think we haven't done well enough. Uh so obviously it's a it's a parable about leaving to this other new land in the in the song, but it really means about like we can we can make this happen here. Let's do this. Um and the album's about mental health and it's and I I've, I've gotten a lot more into that and uh there's certain songs that like when you hear it you're gonna yeah you're gonna be like wow like <laughs> I really thought he uh was a lot more just kind of I don't know what the word is you know just uh kind of composed and and not struggling with these things but it's, it's mm-hmm. I think it it's really doesn't matter what level of success you have right these things are so close to our being that you really have to tackle them themselves you know yeah. um but yeah so anyway so I, I think that um maybe there was a reason why it all got procrastinated and delayed because it's about a new world that we're entering so maybe you know i kind of think about it and maybe this was the time I was supposed to come out um but yeah i really want to get this yeah. album out because i feel like i have been it's first of all taken so long but second of all like i don't know it's, it's a very it's, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be very different from what i've done before um mm. But I'm excited about it, for better or for worse, you know. <laughs> and it's also uh, weird because, yeah,
1: I'm definitely excited about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's also weird because, like, again. Um, you know, we had the success on Spotify with that first album uh, way more than like my. Wildest dreams, right? Like I again, I feel like it's lucky just again, like lightning in a bottle kind of thing. Like, I don't know how that happened. Um, and so now we're releasing another album, like, well, what if it, you know, like, what if it doesn't do as well as, but I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel, when I think only on, like, this will reach some people and help them. Like, yeah. that's enough. Um, hopefully it reaches a lot of people, helps a lot of people, but, you know. Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm so bad at staying on track, guys. There's so much I want to talk about.
1: <laughs> no, I love no, it. Yeah. I think, yeah. And
0: it, no, it's, I, it's interesting you talk about all that because I uh, actually, it's a good link to, a question i have mm. you said that when you're younger you had a scab band something high energy and everything and at some point you wanted to be more like it's just gonna be me and a guitar and being like a real singer and performing mm-hmm. and everything and that's really courageous because in a sense i understand what you mean in the sense that when you're in this high energy band stuff, the energy of the band and the room and the music kind of you can hide you can hide behind it in a yep. sense, maybe smoke and lights. When it's just you and a guitar and a mic, um whatever song you're gonna perform, you can't hide anywhere. Like you can't hide behind the mic. So yep. you, you've gotta be out there. And I've got a feeling you're more like an introvert person. Mm-hmm. So yourself deciding, like, I'm an introvert, um, but I'm, I'm going to go on stage just with a mic and a guitar, it's just going to be me. It's not going to be people jumping around mm-hmm. and this loud music blasting with everyone being drunk and stuff. No, I'm going to perform in front of, you know, a quiet room, quiet. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's just going to be me. It's so interesting as with the personality you have and everything, you made this choice. Mm is uh, yeah, super brave and and courageous <laughs> and to decide like I'm going to be vulnerable and I don't know like you know do you see what I mean?
2: Yeah yeah do I, I like I love that and it's true it's you know I think I guess I would categorize myself as like fifty fifty extroverted introverted you know like I like some of it but just but there's a point where I'm like okay that's too much and I, I can yeah. but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah it reminds me of I don't know I I didn't know I had so many quotes I was ready to, to deliver on our podcast it reminds <laughs> me of, there's a quote by John Wayne do you uh, do you guys know who John I hey, yeah. know John Wayne do you? they're saying um. Like, aren't you afraid? Like, and he's like, "Well, the only time you can be brave is when you're afraid, right? That's the only time you can be brave. Otherwise, you're not being like." So it's it's a choice of bravery and it's a choice of courage. And you're right. And there's some. There, I mean, there have been some times where I'm like, "Oh man, I'm I'm not ready for this." But also, I think uh, performing there's a lot of there's a lot of self work that goes into performing, and you, you have to find a way to accept yourself first to like then be up there um and I I think it's been really healthy for me Uh, I think I wouldn't have learned a lot of these lessons unless I was a performer like this um Mm kind of puts that light on it literally um but uh I guess I'll and I'll, I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit another I'm feeling quotey today uh this is something that really helped me this is probably one of the most important
1: One that was my favorite quote of the episode I'm feeling quotey today yeah that's gonna be the quote of the episode Love hey, that. I'm, I love that sorry, sorry yeah. carry
2: on that's okay um this is probably the most important um how to describe this epiphany moment I've had as a performer and it came from a very unexpected place uh are you guys familiar with the Bhagavad Gita
3: yeah you
2: ever heard of it yeah it's kind of like an ancient uh, Hindu text. I was kind of reading it one of these days, like one of these books about it. And I read this thing that I feel like I didn't agree with at all when I read it. And, and paraphrasing it, it says, You're, you are not entitled to the fruits of your labor. You are entitled only to your labor. And I was like, I read that. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Why would you labor unless there's something to get out of it, right? Mm. And I kind of like sat with that for a, for, for like months to, to a year or more or something. And then I realized how to apply it as a performer. And it was, what's the, what's the fruit of our labor as a performer, especially live? The fruit would be applause, acceptance, affirmation, right? Oh, these people love me, right? Love, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's the labor? The labor is playing the song, right? And when I realized that I'm not entitled to like, it's basically the way I took it, and I might actually not even get the right meaning out of this that they meant thousands of years ago when they wrote it, but um, to me, uh, like, if you do this for the fruit of it, if you do this for the applause, you're basically shipping out your self-worth and self-value to the lowest common bidder, in a sense, mm-hmm. right? You're, and I think this is really important in the day an age we're in right now of algorithms and likes and all yeah. that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, if you ship that out, that's where you get your self-worth from. Like, you're not in control of it anymore. And often, it's a really bad path to go down. So I found that I'm only entitled to playing this song. Like, and this kind of goes back to it doesn't matter what the room is. I close my eyes. And when I, when I and, I, and it's been a practice. Kind of, it's kind of like you said, like a meditative thing. When I play a song now, like, my duty is to myself, like, my muse the muse and you know whatever you want to call it god of the universe or something right like the and it's i do this for it all i have all i can call my own is what happens when i start the song and i end it and Mm. on all i can give to people is my 100 percent commitment all you like that's all i want to get across like regardless of where we are right now like i'm giving everything i have I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not like holding back some out of safety or because I don't care. Like all, and whether or not they like it, all I can do is give a hundred percent. And that's my labor. And and it's good to labor, you know, and it's kind of, uh, you said your parents have a garden. I'm actually, I love, I love gardening too. It's kind of the same thing. It's like, if it's a nice day, at least sometimes in the summer, mine is too, it's too, you can't enjoy it. But actually like the, the, the labor of gardening can be so so nice like if it's a good day and like you're smelling the different vegetables or, or seeing the flowers and the bees and like you're out there and like that's the beautiful part um, mm. anyway but yeah I think that that's kind of how I go back to that when I, when I get in that moment where I'm up on stage and, and you know mm. suddenly I tap the mic da, 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 and you know a little feedback <laughs> noise and hey is this thing on and you know I'm all scared and I play a song as soon as I start playing I'm like my commitment is to this song and Mm -hmm. i don't care actually i don't really care the external like i don't like i care about people but i don't care what environment i'm in i'm going to play that song the way it's supposed to be played the way that and and then it also comes back to man this keeps going so many so many thoughts um it goes back to what you were talking about jeremy where i was in a certain state when i wrote this song and even though i played the song 50 times 100 times in front of people it's my job to remember who I was when I wrote that when it was really important Mm. to me and I need to be in that mental state I need to put it on like a you know like a gown or whatever I'm cross-dressing apparently but um you know and and I got to be that person that wrote it because that's when I felt it the most and so it's kind of preserving this this soul even though it's been Mm -hmm. used so many times it's got like a few like marks on it or something you know (laughs) but um and and I've seen I think we've all seen like the jaded musician who's done it too long not enough none of pay yeah and you kind of it, it's almost like he has like a uh, an oppositional energy to like the crowd like he like hates them and he hates this gig and, blah, blah, and like he's just yeah. whatever you know um and that's something i never wanted to be you know I, I would rather leave music altogether than be a jaded musician right so and i've been and i would just finish by saying i've been lucky enough that this that i've been rewar- like rewarded with enough to live by right by no means am i a millionaire off of my few cents each spot if I listen or whatever but uh but whatever you know I have two kids I have a a family I have a house like um um and these this is the fruit of the labor that I labored for but it's yeah I don't know I just feel very grateful that and I I, the last quote I'll say for now for the next minute (laughs) is another thing that I always think of it there's I think I don't know where it originated but it said cast a beautiful net you don't know who you'll catch or what you'll catch or who's in the right moment to receive it. Just cast a beautiful net and see
0: mm. what
2: comes of it. And that's all I can really do is try to try to cast this beautiful net and then, like you said, Jeremy, say yes to whatever opportunities come by. But, um, you know, uh, and that, that last album that I made, Grateful Fool, the whole theme was like you're not in control of the majority of your life, honestly. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know what percentage of it is, but, you know, we all know that it can all change from the blink of an eye Today or tomorrow, or whatever, right we've
0: learned that, <laughs> yeah, we've learned that
2: very painfully, um, so yeah, so it's just about trying to yeah cast the beautiful net and then just just be grateful for whatever fruit comes at the end, but you're not entitled to it, yeah, that was a lot <laughs> oh,
0: I, 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 yeah, I was trying to think about the quote when when you mentioned it. it's about it's more about the journey than the destination, mm-hmm. it's about doing your best because ultimately that's all you can do mm-hmm. uh, and whatever happened at the end, if you've done your best, I don't think, you know, you, you will be aligned with yourself in a mm-hmm. sense. Um Also, it's about expectation. Maybe don't, you know, play this song in this case, expecting mm-hmm. the whole crowd to stand up and give you standing ovation and everything mm-hmm. like just play the song without the expectation just for yourself like you said and yep and, and then the, the trick great, is but... yeah
2: the trick is at the end of it if you apply that it ends up being much more it's successful than, than, than it I would have guess. been if you did it for yeah. the the fruit and that's yeah. the, that's that's the lesson that they were trying to teach me yeah. but they wrote down thousands of years ago that's the funny part of course you can't think about that because then you're like oh the way to get what i want is to do no like it's got to be yeah. real in the moment and then mm-hmm. that generally if it's real in the moment and it really is then people it usually feel that, is yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah and it's also about control like you, you said at the end uh, we spend so much time focusing our energy on things that we can't control mm-hmm. more than mm-hmm. what we can control in life and like you said like ultimately you can't control the reaction of the people like you what you can control is your voice your guitar your rhythm your mm-hmm. energy the way you communicate and stuff like that that's in your sphere of control that's it exactly so work on that focus all your energy on that, and hopefully people will feel it and right. you should have a, a reaction to it but yeah like don't try to convince people or whatever because that's out of your control like don't exactly, focus your yeah. energy on things that are outside of your sphere because it's just probably right. gonna and, be a waste of to, time and energy yeah to add to that even if it
2: doesn't work and no one applauds or whatever like okay they weren't going to anyway. At least what you did yeah. was real, right? Yeah. Like, there's nothing worse than doing something you don't want to do that's not appreciated anyway. Like, yes. right? Yeah. I think <laughs> who was it? Um, yeah. Was it? Was it Tom Hanks or someone? Like an acceptance speech saying, "You can fail at something that you don't like." <laughs> yeah. So why not fail at something you like? <laughs> you yes. know, like. But yeah. Yeah.
0: I seem Jim Carrey said something. Like Jim Carrey. That, right? That's it. yeah. I, yeah, I, I think, think Tom yeah. Hanks. When, did, yeah, knew right, it wasn't when Tom he Hanks, talks about his dad it. and yeah. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um. I was wondering, when you decided to quit your job to go full-time on the music, Mm -hmm. how did the people around you react? Did you have a lot of support? Did people say, you're nuts? Uh, Mm -hmm. What was the reaction of of people? Mm
2: -hmm. I have to say I was lucky enough um, to not have too many people call me nuts. I don't know. (laughs) And my parents, of course, they were the first ones that like you'll ask me about, Probably should call me nuts or something, but um, yeah, I'm I'm very very fortunate. Uh, my mom was the kind of person; she's like, I always knew that this is what you had to do. Uh. Like, I, I would let you do your thing, like, but like the physics thing, whatever, you know. But I, I, this is what, like, I know, and it meant a lot to me. Like, she, she, I guess she saw something, you know. Um, so she never gave me, and and my dad too. And in fact, recent in recent years, my dad told me something that was really funny. Um, you know, he was like. You know, I, I wasn't like, uh, he's, I was supportive. I, I didn't, you know, I, I knew that there wasn't much money in music for most people. But then he's like, honestly, I'm pretty impressed by like <laughs> years later, like, you know, I haven't asked him for money. Or, <laughs> like, you know, it was, it's uh, so it felt good to like, he's like, you did more with this than I even expected. Like, yeah. you know, um, I don't know if it's, <laughs> it's kind of nice, but kind of also not. Yeah,
0: you know? no, but yeah, I get it. I he meant it, it in like yeah, the best way
2: yeah. possible. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, not, not too many people call me nuts. I mean, I, I call myself nuts enough, I think maybe for, for everybody <laughs> <That's> else. <enough. laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was, it was nice because I at least waited until like, I was making the same amount of money mm. kind of, so it didn't feel like there was a gap of, you know, months or years before mm. I made any money, you know, it was kind of, okay, I have, this is like my new job. Like I'm making Yeah, you're money. really sensible
0: about it. Are you okay? Exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm still, uh, but yeah, um. I don't know, at times it still feels nuts, uh, but I'm, again, you know, I know, um, I thought about it, like, I don't have to be young and like hip to be a, to be a physicist or anything, <laughs> like, that's there, uh, obviously, I, you know, you have to keep the career path going or something, but I, I think it's something I can return to, and I might, uh, if I want to, um, but um, I'm just, I'm just, I feel just so grateful, like, what I didn't, if I didn't make millions and millions of dollars I made enough money to survive and the human moments and, you know, you guys were present for some, the amount of of adventures and, like, journeys and moments that I've had in my 20s because of this, because of music is beyond my wildest dreams and and so I just, yeah, even even if it all, you know, comes collapsing down someday, I'm only going to be thankful for the whole thing because...
0: Yeah, it's worth every paycheck you could have got. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. It's... In fact, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm the worst businessman, like, so often yeah. I forget to, like, like, I make, you know, like, I forget to collect my money at the end of the night or something because I'm just, like, so into the human thing and whatever, yeah. which is stupid. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I think uh, I'm glad I'm a bad businessman because if I focus too much on that, then, I probably like, again, yeah, we wouldn't be doing the right thing, you know?
0: I, I like that, honestly. This is something, um, do you know Gary V? Gary Vaynerchuk?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He's releasing a book about that in a month, mm, actually. Cool um and i i can i I understand what you mean most of the time in business in general we kind of see the successful ones as those sharks the negotiator the one that Mm -hmm. trick people or i don't know like if if you want to make it you need to be sneaky or you know (laughs) whatever and if you're kind if you're honest if you are thing usually you're the one that get fucked at the end, usually, or yeah. stuff like that, like, it's, yeah. uh, that's what we see in movie at least and everything, you know, and we yeah. have this preconcept misconception, I think, um, and, and, and the book is going to release, it's about the 12 most important qualities af- actually of human and to be successful in business. And it talks about kindness, candor, uh, honesty, like all those qualities that we should focus on, compassion, empathy and stuff mm-hmm. like that and yeah i i agree like i mean i think we are terrible businessmen (laughs) in a sense i we like there's a lot of things i would do for free just because i like to do it Mm -hmm. um but yeah i also need to eat a bit so i need Mm -hmm. to find a way to make a living but yeah i'm terrible at negotiating and stuff like that i don't like it i just yeah i like the relation i like the connection with the people more than the whole bullshit about you know like oh you're gonna ask me that and you expect me to double it like why do we have to play those games i know like, yeah I'm exactly. we all point. know yeah. we, because on both sides we know we're playing it yeah so cut yeah. the crap like yeah. just you know <laughs> we could be real with each other exactly yeah. um you would avoid so much fluff and shit. i think yeah this is
2: actually something i wanted to say earlier that i'm glad you circled back around to with what gary v was talking about where um this has been uh, something on my mind a lot these days too um the difference between the end justifies the means and the means, I guess it's kind of the same thing as what I was talking about. And the means justify themselves or, or, uh, so I I was hearing some, some other podcast, listening to some other podcasts about, uh, success or something like that. But, um, they're talking about how we think that we need to start with success and then reach, health and like holistic health you know okay once I do this then I'll be allowed to like be healthy and like be do you know and it's like we should we should flip that and and start with health mental health or holistic health and grow out of that and let that guide us to to success and I um and so increasingly now I think it's really important to identify if you're starting something new right you guys you know you're doing this podcast or I kind of started this series this weekly series in miami that i'm really uh excited about it's every thursday night and i bring a guest on every thursday um and it's when you start something new think about like the foundational pillars of what you want to convey or what you want to base it on right and 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 have every decision come from that right so for me for instance even with my music i was like i want to be genuine i want to be real i want I don't want to operate under a stage name, I don't want to operate, like, I don't want any, I want as little layers of separation as possible. Um, and then with the series I'm doing, like, I want, I tell every artist the exact thing that I never hear in Miami. It's really fun to be on the booking side having been a musician for so long. Every every time I, as a musician, I hear all the time, hey, we just need something to be upbeat. It doesn't really matter, just needs to be upbeat. And like, You're missing out on so much of the wealth of music like with that But um, what I tell everyone is I want you to come on the stage and play what you most want to play Like that's all I want to hear. I don't and if I get fired, whatever if it's not working like I don't care like I I want So for me in the series for instance, I want the guests to feel valued as a musician I want them and I get to like run the sound for them And I know you know again, I've been on stage a lot I know when you're uncomfortable with this feedback with sound you don't get to feel comfortable and do what you want to do. Um, so I just try to like, so I, I told if I'm in charge of this series, I'm gonna do it the way I want to do it, right? And I, and I don't care as much if I get fired or not, as much as I, that I want to do this right. And I want to do something that Miami needs, right? And so I make sure that guest feels appreciated, valued, comfortable. Um, I tell everyone what kind of series it is, and for me I'm hoping that because we're basing it off these foundational pillars, it, people will see what we're doing they'll react to like what we're doing here and it'll work it's the means justify the end not the end just the means instead of like sitting down there okay what will get the most people in these doors you know like for the least amount of money you know <laughs> oh let's get a dj that plays this that'll get people in the but like at the end i feel like that's like building you know building this tower with like a really shaky foundation and it's gonna collapse because there's no substance there like people want i think people want I think a lot of times in entertainment, people or entertainers undervalue the listeners as like stupid listeners or whatever. Uh, and I think, you know, people are very smart and perceptive, you know, for the most part. <laughs> um, yeah. And they can and, see
0: through their crap usually. They can yeah. See through and anything. so you can't have exactly. a 30 years career by being fake. It's exactly. It's Like exactly. One, at one point you're going to…
2: Someone will see through it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the whole mirage will fall. Exactly. So, and so I've decided to value… Listeners and like they'll know what something real is when they see it, you know. And and I think it's really important to the means justify the end more than the end justifying the means. Start with doing something that feels right and that feels healthy, and then keep going with that. And if it feels right and healthy, chances are it will succeed a lot, a lot, a lot higher chance it will succeed than something that started on this kind of shaky ground. That you're like, you just want the success no matter how you get there, you know. Mm -hmm. So I I I think that's the biggest theme for me in the last like few years is kind of I kind of reached some success now I had the time to like look back and think like okay what do I want to do now you know and like I've written some songs that have been successful now I go to writing songs and I try to think like what I want to write what is essential like what what are we going through collectively right now you know what am I going you know and and trying to just dig in and kind of get in some deep fertile ground to, to work from, you know, rather than just trying to see what would work, what would be successful, you know. Mm. Anyway, yeah, that, that's the theme of, oh, yeah. I know we've kind of circled around that theme a few times today, but it's really been, I think, if I had to say one thing that's defined my career thus far, it's that. And I'm lucky enough that it's worked out so far, you know, yeah. but, um, but I believe in it. Yeah, I feel like we're probably getting, we've been here a while and I haven't, <laughs> We've only asked like three questions, so let's try to get some more. Sorry, guys.
0: No, it, no, it, it made me think of something I did during a training last year, actually. And if i remember it properly, it's about we tend to see life as i think it's do have be like Mm -hmm. do something Mm -hmm. like you know to get something build this this company to have money and then you'll be happy Mm -hmm. when if you switch it and i think it's be happy uh, do something that makes you happy and you'll have the money at the end you know Mm -hmm. something like it's the exact it's same thing as the labor, like yeah, yeah, like we, yeah.
2: That's exactly it. it exactly you know. Be first, right? Yeah,
0: like B and do things that internal out, work. and things will come out of it.
2: We're all like a different instrument, right? Like we're, every person has a different. People are so varied in so many crazy ways that everyone like this is kind of what um what you were saying before. Everyone's thing is valued, right? That's we're all these different instruments, and uh, so the most important thing first is is just do that kind of internal work and, and what. How do I feel when I'm doing this? like do I feel like this is something that really is like beautiful to me or internally or just, I feel like I'm opening up when I do this you know and and follow that feeling with all your heart right it's because again it's it 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 means something in the moment, whether or not it succeeds or not, it's real in the moment, and you at least have that you start with that, and then maybe you'll get success but it's it's much better to start from health start from you know and then hopefully get success rather than then yeah, ship the, out the, like
0: the journey is going to be way more fun exactly and yeah, also people the, the outcome doesn't matter
2: yeah people will run themselves to death trying to chase their success because <laughs> they're <laughs> always never prioritizing their own their own selves right mm. so yeah I, I'm, it's great i think we we got the same exact idea it's nice
1: so i have a bit of a random question
2: great <laughs> love it
1: do you have a pre or post show ritual like anything that you mm. do oh. before or after every single show
2: that's a good question. Um, rituals i can't say anything consistent uh something i always wanted to do with my band but i can never convince them to do if i had to choose one thing that i do that i try to do if i can get around to it pre-show would be meditate um Mm. definitely uh because you especially before a show there's all these like anxieties, like but i always want to be I want to operate from a sense of stillness I want to I want to I always want to consider myself this like deep pool of clear water like I, I, I want I don't want to approach people from this conflicted mental state so for me it's meditating kind of what we've been talking about like kind of I, I would do that before and I have whenever I have it's been great and actually some of my best recording sessions um where I can't quite get the part you know when you turn the mics off for a second I do a meditation and then just like open my eyes and and start and i've had some of my best recordings doing that so i would say that's the best thing to do um post-show it would be what i told you if it's a big show my post-show ritual is the next day i'm on the couch you know (laughs) Um, but post-show rituals um uh i'm a very sweaty person so i started realizing at the the winwood yard like every time i'm sure you guys saw every time i play a show i get especially in miami outside i get i get drenched in sweat (laughs) And then the first thing that people want to do, that a lot of my friends or family have come out, give like the first thing I want to do is give me a big hug. And so for the first few of our big shows, I would be so sweaty and then people would come up and be like, ah, and I had a thing where I'd be like, Keith. and like I wouldn't be able to tell them before they like, come and give me a hug, and they'd be like, Oh, you know, and I'd be like, Yeah, I'm sorry. So my post show ritual I found I did it a lot of times at the yard, which is kind of funny. Um, I would bring a second shirt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was like okay i got the guitar i got the you know i got the cables the equipment the stands and everything okay, oh do i have the second shirt i need a second shirt for after the show and so what i would do as soon as that last chord, like applause thank you you know I, I get off i try to like tuck in behind the stage grab my shirt rip my shirt and this is like if you know where the yard is it's like on a busy street <laughs> like shiny take my shirt off and like i try to, and some people would be like oh i see you know put my other shirt on that way I can at least receive hugs without you know but um I never thought about that as a ritual, but that's, <laughs> it's uh, it's important, you know, because I want to hug everybody in that yeah. moment, I don't want to be, but I don't want to give them a sweaty hug, so, <laughs> so yeah, but I uh, know not, nothing like too, too, uh, you know, ritually, just uh, maybe meditate if you can before, and then try not to be too sweaty afterwards, I suppose.
1: <laughs> and then I think my last question, I don't know if Jeremy's got any more, my last one is, do you have a favourite song of yours, or does that change whenever yeah. you write new music, or... Oh, and wow. while you
0: add it, Good a question. favorite song from someone else? Mm. Oh,
1: okay. Good questions.
0: Yeah,
2: just Yeah, that's a lot easier to answer. I have, I'll answer the second one first because it's easier for me. Um, I think my favorite song of all time has been the same one uh, for a while now. It's, uh, it's not a very well-known song, but um, probably one of my favorite artists. His name is Josh Gerrels.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: If you don't know him, you should check him out. and You'll probably instantly hear a lot of where I get my stuff from, you know, a lot of the atmosphere I go for. He's an incredible artist. In fact, if you're going to listen to him, which I think you should, Josh garrels it's like barrels but with a G, right? Okay. Um, listen to his album Love and War and the Sea in Between. Okay. Is, that album changed my life, for sure. There's a song on that album called Ulysses, which is the, you know, the name for Odysseus, which is actually a myth that I've always, that's like my favorite, you know, mythological like I love the story of Odysseus I did a project on him when I was younger and somehow ever since then like I just really there's so much to draw from that story the sense of I don't know
1: it do you have time
2: yeah sure I mean it's so literally it's called the Odyssey so it's like it's a long you know the whole thing is super long but really quick just a bare bones thing um there's two major Greek uh kind of oral traditional past stories and it's the Iliad and the Odyssey right the Iliad is the story of the Trojan War where the Greeks went to fight troy that's all about the fight uh the odyssey is about odysseus who was one of the warriors but he's kind of like he's like the older guy like he's not like achilles who's just like buff you know amazing he's kind of like this wiser kind of you know got some gray going on kind of like been around a, a little more and he's, he's he more prides himself on being like kind of clever and smart and quick and like wise um but this the odyssey is his whole journey back home after the war and it takes he gets sidetracked i think it takes 10 something years um and it just kind of goes from like one thing to the next but there's like parables and everything and and obviously my favorite uh part of the story is the the one with the sirens um and it's just such a cool part i love this this part of it and he so the sirens mythologically are i think we all know I, i i love this image i use it all the time these beautiful women that are singing these beautiful songs that just kind of enchant these sailors in, but then under the surface, they're actually this monster that has like these claws and it's just going to rip you to shreds and they're going to eat you or something, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, um, you can draw so much out of it. We all have sirens in our lives that like we're drawn to, but we know that it's very unhealthy to do so, yeah. right? Sometimes even the music industry to me feels like a siren where it's like it'll be fine, but there's all this kind of undercurrents that are, are very ugly, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so yeah, so Odysseus he they had to go by the sirens and so he um i think he uh he put like you know ear whatever the ancient greek equivalent of ear buds in on everybody so they wouldn't hear it but he said i want to hear the song i want to and i, I don't know how to dis- like that's just like a just for my own you know i want to hear this song that is so beautiful so he's like tie me to the mast like no matter what i say don't let me down but i want to hear this song and like he, he loses his mind. He goes crazy. He's like, I need to go. Like, get me over there. But like, so, no. And so like, finally gets through. And like, he heard the song, but he didn't get drawn into the, the the death of it. Um. Anyway, it's just a just a beautiful, very inventive, very fun, um, story. But this song now, going back to this song, um, Ulysses is just he kind of runs with that. Uh, and it's just such a beautiful song. Like, I I can't even describe. To, like, it's just so emotional it's so amazing uh at every line i feel like i i feel it you know like i I Mm -hmm. apply to my own life and you know yeah what is it uh sometimes it's hard for me to think of lyrics if i'm not singing them um
1: (laughs) you can sing them if you want to
2: yeah right so tie me to the mask of this old shit and point me home before i lose the one i love um Mm -hmm before or like the hope is gone or something and it, it's just this, this long like I realized actually in music for me one of the best one of my favorite emotions to convey and I think actually vocally one of the best things I can convey in music is longing mm-hmm. this sense of longing um, I, I, I sometimes love that feeling I, I and mean, I it could be a sad feeling but this, this sense of longing is just I think I just we all feel it right probably yeah. now more than ever this longing for something that we know we could reach but like we're not there yet you know um, and that song is just such a beautiful beautiful it's orchestrated with like violence and everything it just rises at the perfect time like it's just man that, that song changed my life and i still i even i try to listen to it too many times because it's like one of those things It's like a little box i opened up and like okay i got what i need put it back but yeah that song ulysses by josh girls uh please listen to it after this because it's so amazing but um that whole album it's 18 songs and it's every song is amazing i've i've advertise this guy to like everybody i talk to like you probably <laughs> stop paying me at this at this point um okay my own song um yeah favorite of my own song is a really tough one you're right like it's it, it's they're all their own like this is you know the cliche trope but they're all like my own little creations like picking
0: your baby like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> which one do you prefer
2: yeah but they also they also grow and change with time and there's some songs that i wrote that i dismiss as stupid way back when that like now that i'm older they come around and they, they i kind of and also for me writing has always been about kind of processing what i'm going through mm. sometimes i don't even and it's like almost subconscious like i don't even Are know Journaling, you mean well uh, no like writing music but sometimes a yeah, lot I mean, of my yeah. songs start by journaling yeah kind of just to like write get words out there and then like you can kind of when i know i've hit on something that i that i'm really thinking of that i can kind of you know that i can take that to writing a song but um but a lot of, like, there's a few songs that I don't even know what I'm writing while I'm writing it. Like, it's it's weird. It's almost like, and then only, like, years later do I realize what I was kind of going mm. through, or, or I'm able to see it in a perspective and see what I was kind of going through. Um, so there's some songs that are old that become new again, and there's some songs that are new that quickly become old, you know? <laughs> um, uh, but I guess, it, so I, all I can answer, I suppose, is my favorite song of mine in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably uh, if I had to say it, it's really hard. Um, but I, I guess in this moment, one of my favorite songs to play and I think of is, uh, is Aria Two, which is my, my daughter's name is Aria. And it's the second song I wrote for her. I w- wrote one about her when we were expecting her, right. When, when My wife was pregnant and I was kind of excited, you know, but then this one I wrote after I kind of got to know her for like a, a year or so and, and just, just inspired by that beauty. Um, and if, um, <laughs> I, this is, I guess I might as well plug this to whoever's listening, but uh, there's a video of, 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 of me and two friends performing it on YouTube. I put it on my Instagram, um, and I feel like that video for the first time, I think it's because it was all friends. We all, we're all friends that made this, but like usually in a video shoot, it's like high stakes, and you're like, all right, action, and, and like how, do you, how can you really conjure the right feeling in that high-intensity environment? Yeah. But this one was like just a really nice night with friends, and I feel like finally for the first time, this video like came across with the emotion and the feeling that I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really proud of that video, but I'm, I'm proud of the song because it's just like I don't know, you know, it's it's real to me, and, and I just get to think about how much I love my daughter when I when I sing it. And so um, that's my current favorite. Like if I'm sitting down somewhere, I'm using, I might start playing that song probably. Um, yeah, that might change, you know, who knows? But uh, that one at the moment. It's not it's not the most like it's not the most uh, Complex or, you
0: know. Yeah, it means something for you. Right, exactly. It's just, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a perfect transition for my last question. Okay. Um, no, I'm actually really curious about your process for creating a song. Uh, mm-hmm. I always wonder when I listen to music, whatever it is, if like the melody come first and then the lyrics. So mm-hmm. if you have the lyrics and then you have to create a melody that goes with it, um, There's something Mm -hmm. i always think, is like, you know, I don't know how many songs have been created ever and somehow people come up with a new rhythm, a new beat, Mm -hmm. like something a little bit different. When you would think, you know, like at some point we should reach, I don't know, like we've done it all. Uh, And somehow it's always a little bit different. And uh, yeah, like, so what's your your process? Like, how do you create a song in general? Yeah,
2: yeah. So the comment on that last part actually is really interesting when I'm in my darker moments, you know, music, the scale, at least our Western scale, right, um, it's only 12 notes. Just 12 notes. Like, and I think, like, how can I make anything new out of 12 notes that have been recirculated for, you know, millennia? Mm -hmm. Um, And the truth is, there's no way I can... Let me reference every single song I ever created to make sure I'm not copying anything, right? No, the truth is, you just gotta, I think um you know you pick a few of your favorite influences uh, i think I, the best way to start anything is by emulation right i i would emulate mm-hmm. i first my first my first love when i started read, writing my own songs with jack johnson as everyone yes. seems to hear in my voice um but uh just you know just love the things you love whether and no matter how different they are and then hope that you are some unique combination of what you love that hasn't been around before because those other things haven't been around forever either so you know keep the conversation going but um in terms of the writing process it's a really good question i think every single artist you you ask will have a different answer right Mm. um for me it's kind of like a it's like sneaking up so i have like i i somehow it helps me write to to think that it's not coming from my brain but it's being channeled through me Mm. I, i i like to believe in the muse i feel like there's a muse we all have our muse and we all have a relationship with this muse that like you need to Uh, nurture and keep healthy right and and sometimes I feel like I'm not sometimes I feel like I am Um, so I feel like writing songs it's almost like sneaking up on like a wild animal or something that you're trying not to like rip like rustle the bushes and scare it away like if you start thinking about it too much like most of the time songs come to me when I'm like doing the dishes or something, you know? And I'm like, and suddenly I'm like, I realize I'm just kind of nodding my head and then there's something in my head that's, that's going on. And it's because it's like that subconscious sometimes is more creative. Honestly, I actually prefer now, I don't like writing on my instrument anymore because like, if I sit down on guitar, I'm gonna start playing the things that I know how to play on guitar. And like, mm. if I sit down and be like, let me try to make something new. Like it's too much pressure on writing. But, um, so I, I, I like to just let it start with my head first. And that way I, actually, I can actually like, I've gotten better so when I started, it was only a singer songwriter acoustic thing. I would just play my guitar and, and sing. But once I added the band, like now knowing how to like hear what they did and I learned from them, I, I actually kind of unlocked this ability in my head to really be able to orchestrate um, songs in my head, you know, like, oh, okay. So like, this is what's going to happen. And the bass will come in here and this is when the drums, come. And, like, and I can, I can do that all in my head um, easier than on an instrument. Uh, but so to kind of answer more directly, uh, I think a lot of the best songs I've written are the ones that got written the fastest, right? There was, I was in the right mental state, had something I wanted to say. And and also, like, for me, there's an initial, what I call, like, the, the bolt of inspiration, right? You get this, you're inspired, mm. and you get something.
3: Yeah.
2: No matter what it is, when you get that, run with it as long as you can. Sit in that state and get as far as you can. Push that boulder as far as you can in that first state, because it'll never be, like, Well, that's that's probably too dark, but like, that's the most magical moment. Like that's your inspiration, run with that. And then, um, after that, so whether that's like a, the first verse or something, or just words also, I kind of believe that like songs there's, I don't believe in a a process for a song. Each song has a different process. It starts with a guitar part that I like and I try to figure out what lines add to it. I do believe in starting with the music first because I believe in, in language. I think that you can do more with, with language. I think there's a few less rules than like the mathematical rules written in music sometimes. Uh And also it's fun to play something and then think about instrumentally, like what is the emotion that I'm getting out of this, right? Take this emotion. And then you can start thinking of like, what is a journey that kind of is based around that emotion, right? So like Odysseus and longing, you can make a song about longing, right? Um, So kind of like read from the music. Cause I I believe in that, like I can, make words match where i need to right like it's i can do a lot with that i think so i start with i start with the music and go to words it's funny because my 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 band member in that band i said we were all different genres he always is like no you have to write the words first and make the music match the words i'm like no i like the music first then the words but honestly just you know wherever it comes from just try to run with it and then after so you have that moment of inspiration you take it as far as you can and then after that there usually comes some craft right you're like okay i have a verse and a chorus that i love okay, now I got to think about what I want, how I want to write the song. Should there be a bridge? Should there be a transition? Should I, what I want to say in the second verse. And like, so craft comes in afterwards where you, if you, to take like a a raw, like diamond and kind of like polish it and get it into like, you know, presentable space. But uh, it's both the inspiration and then the craft, you know, hopefully you take as much inspiration as you can and you get finish with however much craft you need. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to, I don't even like really talking or thinking too much about the process because I feel like it's one of those things that like, uh, what is it, you know, like, um, it's like a quantum physics or something. When you observe something, it changes, you know, yeah. so I, yeah. I, 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 don't want to think about it cause I, I, I want to preserve the, the process. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but, but yeah, it's, it's really, it does feel like sneaking up on a wild animal. It's the best way I can think about it. Just like, Oh, it's here. Okay. Like no one move, no one, no one scared away. Like, just let's just, let's just let it happen and, and take it as far as I can. Yeah. It's a good question. Have you
1: read the book, um, Big Magic? No. by elizabeth gilbert i think it is she's the woman who wrote eat pray love oh, okay. but she wrote a book about inspiration and how it enters you and if you don't do anything with it it'll go onto somebody else and like mm. these ideas are all floating around
0: mm. and
1: just trying to find earth almost i know this sounds proper bizarre <laughs>
2: no I, I love that i already, know but, keep going. but
1: if you read this book it's so inspiring because it kind of there's so many things i took from this book but that was one of the main ones is that like if you get any sort of inspiration you have to run with it like you said as far as you can because if you don't do anything with it that idea will come out of you and go into somebody else who will do something with it and it'll keep going until that idea comes to life Mm, it wants to be born yeah yeah it wants to be born and it's i know like i think you have to it's just it's a weird thing to try and think about because it kind of makes no sense but it also kind of does make sense
2: makes perfect sense to me
1: but i yeah i love that idea that like as soon as you have an idea you really have to run with it else it'll go to somebody else I like that it
2: it goes back to almost like a responsibility like yeah you've been chosen like
1: yeah that's exactly that's how she says it yeah
2: yeah that's how I feel with with this you know I know it's crazy it sounds crazy but like the muse thing like I I feel like I'm given something and then it's like my duty and my responsibility to like appreciate and like nurture this thing that I'm given, um, be a good steward of it, you know, and and try to to
1: share it with the world. And yeah,
2: yeah, that's I like the idea that if it's not you, it's going to go to somewhere else. It's kind of a nice way to be like, you better do something with it. You know, there's a lot
1: of things I learned from that book. But that was one of the main ones. And I just kind of wanted to share that with you. I love that. That's probably like that book as well.
2: Yeah. And it kind of conjures these like, you know, um, I always love tying physics in when I can, Um, you know, like there is this energy field out there that we can't see but like there's we interact with these things that we're not always aware of you know like dark energy or something like maybe that's just all a bunch of ideas that just want to be you know born into matter or something you know but um yeah i love that and I, I i always and i feel like there's there's always more than than we can process or see with our you know our our tools our sight and all that stuff and I, and I really do believe that there's um a lot to be tapped into you know, mm. uh, and, you know, whenever you put language to it, it ultimately confines it, right? Because language is confining. But yeah, it's a, uh, I think, you're, I think that I love that idea. And I think it's it's true. There's like, we are, we interact with like different energies that we can't <laughs> possibly like understand or name. But um, I think they have sway on our lives. And, and yeah, I, I think that's good. I'm going to hold, actually, Big Magic is the book you said.
1: Yeah, by Elizabeth I'm gonna, Gilbert. I'm going to read that. There's a lot of, there was another one as well about, um, this one spoke to me as well it was kind of like the whole book is amazing but the other one that really stood out to me was that you don't have to create to make money or to share it with the world or to have an ex- exhibition or a show or whatever it is that you do you can just create because you want to create and this uh-huh. I think I read it during the pandemic when I started painting yeah. and Jeremy was like well you spent all this money on canvases you better sell them and I was like <laughs> Well, no, I'm just painting because I want to paint because I feel the need to be creative and just do something for me and it doesn't have to make money. It doesn't have to be shown, it doesn't have to be appreciated. Yeah, that was me playing
2: guitar in my room for hours each time, right? Yeah,
1: and like if you you write a song tomorrow, you can keep that for you forever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. on stage, it doesn't have to be on the album, it doesn't have to be on Spotify. Mm -hmm. You can create that for you and it doesn't have to be that pressure of making money getting applause or whatever it is from other people that was another one for me to kind of be like I can just yeah. create things because I want to create them and not for yeah whatever the word is for the people yeah, yeah it's
2: almost like what you're saying is you're entitled to your labor but not the fruits of your labor mm. what you're saying, you know? yeah basically. <laughs> yeah Yeah, exactly do it for you um definitely that's that's the, that's the best place to start that's the only place to start if you start off by doing it for somebody else like it's it's empty shallow you know and you're you're shipping out again your self value um another thing i like to think of that is i think this is i believe is an ed sheeran quote but um it's it's just about letting the dirty water run out of the tap first i like that a lot start doing something it's gonna suck at first yeah you're not gonna be a master at this thing when you first start it you know but just turn the tap on and let like the like dirty water run out of it first and then you'll get that clean water eventually but you know you have to let the water run out first out like put it out you know output and like just let it flow through you and you know maybe it'll even clean you while it's flowing through you, you know and you'll get a but yeah that's, that's the way that's awesome Painting's painting's great I would, I would love to, to be able to get into painting more my wife does it a little bit and she's much better than I am but again it doesn't matter how good you are at it right? as matter. long as it's something that you want to do yeah yeah that's awesome
0: before I ask you the last question <laughs> uh, it's self promo time Where can people find you, listen to your music, watch your videos, say hi, uh, see you live, go. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Great. Uh, This is the part I'm really bad at. Um, (laughs) uh, I mean, honestly, I just tell people I've been lucky enough that you can just throw my name in Google and probably get pointed to where you need to go um, because there's all these different platforms, you know, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. We try to get our music on every single platform we can. Um, I'm I'm probably most active on Instagram, um, you know want to say hi send me an Instagram message because that's just an easy way to do it Uh, um, but yeah so my Instagram would be Keith Johns Um, and on Google you can type in Keith Johns, Keith Johns Music or something Uh, we so we have this album coming out very soon that's probably the if I had to promote one thing I'd want to promote that album Um, probably going to come out like November December time Um, we were going to have it released earlier but then you know, Delta kind of came all the way through Miami pretty, pretty bad. And I was still working its way around, but, uh, yeah. So, and then shows are starting to finally pick up in Miami. Um, I don't know if you guys live in Miami long enough that like, you know, that in summertime the whole city <laughs> kind of like shuts down and then in winter time is when we, we open up again. And so, uh, we'll start playing a lot of shows around. We, we're starting to book some stuff, but, um, we haven't really talked about this, but, uh, I kind of realized in my, my journey through music that I realized I don't want to be a touring musician. Um, mm-hmm. I have my kids my family and i wouldn't want to leave them for months at a time like there's almost nothing that would make me want to do that you know like yeah uh and and you know most of my band has kids too and and you know i think uh we we've had really good luck with recorded music and uh actually um one of my songs is gonna be on tv pretty soon um it's an anthropology commercial actually uh which is exciting because we've done music for commercials before doing what like the production company told us to do like hey copy this song but not too much right and it was cool we had like our we did the music for like a corona commercial that was on like the nba finals or something and like but it wasn't Uh, my music right it wasn't me um but this is the first time that we're actually gonna have one of my songs uh somewhere so but yeah um i think i'd rather be recording music like that i i play local shows just because it's a fun time it's like kind of like going out for a night or whatever yeah uh, but we record stuff. Um, but yeah, just uh, you can find me all the normal places, you know. Um, whatever. You can say hi to me. However you can reach me, I'll, I'll try to say hi. I really do value every single person. Um, I don't think I'm I'm not famous enough yet. There's like thousands of people wanting to say hi to me. So like if you say hi to me, chances are I'll say hi. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Whether it's, you know, it's email or Instagram or something. Um, I love, again, like I said, I the reason I do this is for, for the human connection. Yeah. Um, and so every single time, no matter what it is, you know, someone sent me a video of, of their daughter playing... One of my songs on piano, like just trying to just trying to learn it, and I was like, that means more than any paycheck. I swear. Like, obviously, like you said, like as long as I'm making enough to survive. Yeah. But like, that stuff is amazing. But yeah, that's a I don't know how good of self promotion. That's fine. I'm I'm
0: gonna be listing everything (laughs) anyway. Don't worry about it. (laughs) All right, thank you. I need a manager or something. I'll recap everything so it'll be easy. I'll make it easy (laughs) for people. Sounds good. Uh, My last question is a Mm -hmm. question we ask every guest. Okay. So if you could have a conversation with anyone, dead or alive, that is for yeah. you the most interesting person ever, wow, who would you pick and why? It doesn't oh have goodness. to be anyone famous. It can be literally anyone. It could be, you know, a, a relative you've never met. So, so I don't know, whatever it is. Like.
2: Yeah, it's a great question. I, I kind of wish I had more, more time to really, really think about it. It's a really <laughs> good question.
1: I think we need to start telling people we're going to ask this question. No, it's not fun. Okay. <laughs> he loves um, to do this, and everyone's sat yeah. there like, "Oh my god!" No, I no, no it's, it, it's good
2: to get off the cuff too. It's fine. Either way's good. Um, let me see. I, it's funny. I have so many people I want to think of. Part of me, I'm surprised that this answer coming up to me right now. But um, part of me would say probably my one of my two grandfathers who are both not with us anymore, um, but they're like these people that it's kind of like after the fact, you start really understanding how incredible of characters they they mm-hmm. were, you know? Like I wasn't, I was too young to understand before. And so I was too young to to really understand them and connect like deeply, right? Like on a, on a level as like a, ma- a man that I would be able to now. So, um, you know, I would probably, and probably even go back to when they're around my age, you know? and. Probably most people would probably say the parents, which is funny. Uh, I feel like I can understand my parents, and I can try to talk to them and know like kind of the lives more. But I didn't get that with my with my grandparents, my grandfathers. Um, and both of them were amazing in their own ways. You know, like my one of my grandfathers was a World War II pilot. You know, and, and mm-hmm. he was just lived such an amazing life. Um, I would just love to be able to sit and have a drink with them and talk about it uh, in a way we never had before. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's someone famous that I would want to talk to. a lot yeah too many <laughs> yeah i can't tell if it'd be like a philosopher or like a physicist or a musician man it's too many i guess maybe i'll maybe i'll, I'll revisit that but i guess for now i'll say one of my grandpa's because the first one that came up you know i'm sure if i had more time to think about it i think of some perfect answer you know but that's that's the one that uh, yeah but that's that's not first the first one that came to mind yeah, <laughs> yeah that, exactly. i
0: like the what comes up yeah that's, that's, that's why i don't want I n- to I honestly it.
2: what's weird is i never thought that before like i never actually realized that would be my answer to that question i never asked myself that question and i never realized the answer would be that's kind of cool to like sit here thinking about that right now Mm
1: -hmm. so funny coincidence i guess that's always my answer is my granddad that i never met my mum's dad he died before Mm. i was born and that's always my answer is Mm. i would love to meet him because my grandma he's been dead 40 years like a couple of days Mm -hmm. ago now and she still talks about him as if she's madly in love with him. And she married oh. after that, and he's sadly passed as well. But she always talks about my granddad and how wonderful he was. And so that that really hit me there because I totally relate yeah. to yeah
2: Also, I guess well, just to add on to that, my, my mom's mom, uh, same thing. She uh, you know, she, she passed away from breast cancer like right before I was born. So my mom always says like she went up and she picked you out. She she sent you to me, you know, and uh, and just every story I hear about her it makes like sounds like she was such a wonderful woman you know and yeah. and I never got to have any anything with her you know I only threw my mother and my mother you know loved her deeply and so it's kind of it's kind of yeah that would be great I would just sit down with all of them you know have a, have a beer with all of them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the same time yeah. anyway but yeah that's it's that's, that's really nice I, I yeah I definitely think about that a lot I wish it's because it's so it's like almost cruel to like see their value only long after they're gone it's in fact it's kind of you can relate that to a lot of artists you know and, yeah um, but yeah, that's that's probably who I'd choose. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for this amazing two hours long conversation. You, no, honestly, it was great to really dive into your brain and and, yeah. and see you know the hold all the process behind everything that you do um
2: i guess you can call it that i'm glad you guys were able to dive in and, and make your way out as well <laughs>
1: you know, get out safely we survived
0: <laughs> and i've got to say i'm impressed by the amount of quotes you know i dude i it's did not honestly like, I would have no, but i have got to say you're incredibly knowledgeable because it's oh, a lot you. of quotes you throw out yeah I, I didn't know they're all impressive. bouncing around up there yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> but hey it was actually really really enjoyable for me too it's it's fun to um you know, we have, we live such busy lives that it's fun to just be like, okay, my only thing I have to do right now for the next, you know, hour or two is just sit down and have a conversation. And honestly, I miss it. It, it feels great. Whether there's Mike's involved or not, you know, I just miss being able to talk about ideas with people like this. It's great. So thank you guys. It's an honor. It really is. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I
0: mean, we we say that. We would do it even without publishing it now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just it started.
1: fun.
0: Like, yeah. we're doing it for us. Exactly. And we publish it. But, it's for us first honestly yeah and, it, and that goes back to what we're talking about do it for it's, yourself yeah. first yeah. and then you know cast your beautiful it's a selfish net. thing that we're doing and we publish it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: well it's a, there's, there's such uh, a thing as good selfish you know yeah. it's good yeah. selfish and bad selfish and it's a good selfish thing yeah I, i'll be listening you guys you guys are great honestly it's it's really really like it's really nice to be able to again that's something i say some of those shows is like i don't get to i don't have time to sit and talk to everybody that came even though i want to so badly like i want to connect to everybody but like it, sometimes it feels like You got to be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, thanks for coming. All right, next person. Hey, what's up? You know, like, so it's nice. And I saw you guys a few times. I got to say hi and and like, you know, get to talk a little bit, but I haven't got to actually like get to know you guys this way too. So that's, it's been really nice. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for being so honest about things and talking about mental health and all these things that, you know, people don't normally talk about. It was great to kind of have your perspective on it and everything. I'm fangirling a little bit. (laughs) Well, I'm glad. glad. Honestly, thank you so much for... (laughs) the conversation but also for the music that you provide like it really is healing and it really is helping people so thank you
2: thank you i i wish i didn't need to hear that so much but i do and i really appreciate hearing anytime you, you. you
1: need to hear that send me a message <laughs> i'll, I'll you send up, you a little yeah. voice note and tell you how incredible you are
2: all right sounds number good. one sounds fan good. over here
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well thank you too so much yeah i think I, I think i hear one of my two babies crying out there so i should probably go and yeah. you know be a dad <laughs> but it's been an honor guys really
1: yeah thank you so much and for everybody listening make sure you come back next Wednesday for a brand new episode make sure you go and follow Keith Johns on Instagram go and listen to some of his music we'll leave all the links down below in the show notes, show notes not description <laughs> box I always say description box show description. notes we'll be back next Wednesday with a brand new episode thank you so much and have a wonderful day
0: thank you bye thank you all
2: for listening take care bye guys